the Twins announced a really interesting hire earlier this morning. John Manuel, who is the longtime, for two decades, the main editor for Baseball America. And I don't know, just for people who are casual fans, Baseball America has been the top prospect baseball publication for two or three decades. And so when you hear, like, Byron Buxton's the number one overall prospect, usually people are referring to Baseball America and their scouts slash writers. So a lot of their writers have sort of a scouting acumen because they're out there. Not only are they gathering information from teams, but they're also, like, watching players with their own eyes. And the Twins hired John to be one of their pro scouts this morning. They announced that. So the Twins have brought in John Manuel from Baseball America, Daniel Adler from the Jacksonville Jaguars slash Cleveland Browns slash previously 10 years ago, the New England Patriots. Uh, They're making some interesting hires that the previous regime led by Terry Ryan would not really like. Those aren't Terry Ryan hires, but but these are the types of hires that other smart organizations are making, you know, plucking people from other walks of sports or wherever it may be, and just making your front office smarter. Well, pretty interesting to me, not only the Baseball America component, which we'll get to in a second, pretty interesting to me that baseball teams in general weren't doing these kinds of radical hires as recently as, you know, five years ago, five, ten years ago, where it was pretty much, I I think, I think this was the template, you get into baseball, right, the Theo Epstein story as an intern, you work your way, eventually maybe some baseball ops work, you work your way up that ladder, then maybe you're director of baseball ops, and eventually you're a GM. Or the other route, I guess, was you're a famous player or something like that, and you just sort of skip a couple steps on sure. the ladder. Now, front offices are built in such a, I'll say weird way, but I think weird in a good way, that you're pulling people from, I mean, Daniel Adler is a JD MBA from Harvard. This Jeremy Zoll guy from the from the Dodgers, uh, that they're, he's their new farm director, uh, where is he? Um, Haverford? Is that? That the, sounds the, right. Yeah. yeah Th- sure. Tad Levine's college. Anyways, university. They have a broad spectrum of backgrounds sort of entering the front office. And now you go hire, I think personally for my money, Phil, maybe you disagree. One of the names, one of the preeminent names when you think about prospect coverage in baseball, which has really exploded in the last 10 years. It It's helped drive my interest in baseball for sure. Mm-hmm. You kind of know the names. You know Bryce Harper well before he's making his Nationals debut. You knew Steven Strasburg way before he debuted for the Nats, too. Um, Byron Buxton, you're reading about him all the time since he's drafted in 2012. John Manuel is one of those names on, like, the Mount Rushmore, to use a tired sports cliche, of of <laughs> baseball prospect analysts. He is one of those foremost authorities. I'm really interested to see, A, how they're going to use him, but be like, what skill sets does he bring to the table that we maybe don't even know about right now just from reading his coverage? I think the interesting thing about what they're doing and and what is happening more and more in not just baseball but all of sports is this. It seems to me that young executives who are very open to not necessarily being questioned but dealing with questions are bringing in people with just ideas. So instead of being like, I'm going to go hire my buddy who I know is in lockstep with me and has been for 10 years, I'm going to go hire this person who knows, who might know my sport in a different way and realm. And I'm going to bring that person in, and that person's going to sit down and have ideas that I'm not thinking about or have a philosophy. Sure. I think that's what we're seeing more of. And to me, it makes perfect sense because the more people, and that doesn't mean that it's always going to work. 
But I do think that if you are challenged in how you think, if, if your starting point is I want to be challenged because I think a certain way and you don't, that's a good place to start. Yes, 100% agree with what you just said, Judd, that, that I don't need to hire somebody who has the same skill sets as me or the same thoughts as me. Ideally, I want to hire somebody who's smarter than me and has strengths in different aspects of things. It's really Bingo. Yes, underrated exactly. part about this whole thing is that if you read John Manuel's um, Facebook post this morning, which I guess sort of like leaked the news, is uh, Falvey called him and said, hey, who are some people you might recommend for a position like this? We're kind of looking around. And Manuel, apparently, in his own words, told Falvey, well, how about me? And <laughs> That's really interesting because Cleveland has a bunch of former Baseball America um, staffers working in their front office. I think it's four or five now, um, which, like I said, you know, 15 years ago would be unheard of that you'd hire somebody from a publication that covers prospects. Like, what do they know that we don't know? Well, probably a lot sometimes. In the past, the answer would have been, that's the end of it. It's what do they know that we don't know? Rhetorical question, conversation over. And now it's. What do what could they add to what you know what we think we know? What do they maybe layer on top of that? Yeah. And it's a conversation that's you know, now being explored. The best example of that cross sport. This is from like five or six years ago. There used to be for uh, Grantland before Grantland dissolved on ESPN.com, and then Bill Simmons basically just recreated it in the form of The Ringer. And the basketball film breakdown guy, the NBA film breakdown guy for for Grantland was Sebastian Prudy. And so Sebastian would do these in-depth X's and O's film reviews with, you know, screenshots and and video excerpts and things from, you know, conference finals games or NBA finals games. And he pointed out something in the Oklahoma City Thunder's pick and roll defense. Or it was something about like, hey, the Oklahoma City Thunder did this in the first half and they stopped doing it in the second half. And if they would have kept doing it, they would have won this game in the series. And this is like an egregious mistake by the Thunder. And it was... a a very critical but factual and fair takedown. And instead of the Oklahoma City Thunder being like, whoa, I mean, like he's just a writer for Grantland. They hired him yeah. five years ago. So I'm not saying that like everyone who writes a good blog or an article too, or a right? column that like, oh, Royce, he should students. be hired because he wrote a critical piece that was right. Um, and yeah, and there's like hockey websites. Toronto hired a bunch of people. War on ice, right? And they got in, them to shut down. They're uh, basically coming in and shut saying, your hey, website stop down. writing yeah, right yeah. for us. You know, the Rays yes. did this. There was a guy, I'm, I'm trying to think of who it was. The, the, uh, this is chronicled in uh, the extra 2%, which is, it's sort of the, the money ball version of what the Rays put together. And Jonah Carey wrote the book. And he told an anecdote in that book. And I can't remember which baseball blogger it was. It, it might have been one of the pitch FX guys. And the Rays went to this guy and said, shut down your blog. Don't tell anyone, friends or family, <laughs> what you're doing for us. Yeah. You work for us, and that's all anyone needs to know. Yeah. Well, and the Astros hired Kevin Goldstein, right, from Baseball Prospectus. It's a trend in baseball. I'm not saying that having the skill set of writing is what these guys offer, but the fact that they're hiring Manuel as a pro scout is fascinating to me because of his contacts in the industry, because of his track record, scouting prospects and what casual fans maybe don't know about baseball America is that it's not just based on your staff's scouting report. You're also talking to a bunch of different front offices. You might watch Byron Buxton fly around the bases in a ball and think, whoa, 
that's interesting. This guy can fly. But then you're talking to executives within a bunch of different organizations saying, like, hey, what's your guy's view on Buxton? And now they've got all those ideas. And now they have the the guy guy. from the Dodgers, too. It's the same thing. Exactly right. What What do you know that we don't know? And now you find out a lot of good exactly stuff. Right. It's real. It's it's intriguing and it's very smart. Yeah, I mean, if you don't tap into like that's the the guy that you guys are talking about, twenty seven year old dude that they hired from the Dodgers. I if if I'm running a baseball team and it's behind the times in some form or losing a bunch of games over over multiple years, the first thing I want to know is what are the winning teams doing? Go hire people from winning teams. So yeah. uh, Derek said something before this segment that we should dive into next on the air about what the Twins should do this off season. Mackie and Judd, Derek Wetmore from the Touch Em All podcast. Hey guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch Em All podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three plus decades And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades, right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Uh, Derek Wetmore is here. He sounds nothing like Tom Brokaw, but he talks about the twins on the Touch Em All podcast and uh, writes about them on 1500ESPN.com. So you've uh, started to put together some thoughts about what the Twins can do to be a yeah. little better at baseball and maybe advance in the playoffs. Uh, what You said something to us off mic that I think I agree with. Yes. Am I well, pushing you into this take too no, hard right now? Or? No, you okay. should. Uh, come with I'm me. I'm like shoving you off the take diving board right and, now. And uh, come with me because this it it might be a hot take, but I think that this is the right play. In fact, I think anything short of this is a mistake for the Twins this offseason. I think the Twins have to go spend big money on a multi-year contract for a top-level, top-shelf closer, like a Wade Davis. I'm not saying he's going to have interest in signing with Minnesota. I don't know what that's going to look like. Let's let this thing unfold. But I think if you're the Twins, you have to make an aggressive play in that swimming pool. And anything short of that, I think you're kind of letting down your bullpen. Look at the teams that are left. In the postseason. Okay. I don't think it's a fluke that they all have awesome bullpens. I'm not saying bullpen is the only thing that matters. They all also have, oh, great lineups and a couple of really good starting pitchers. They all field really well. well, but, well but you've got the chance to have both those things. So to, to your ahead. point, you're right now. Here's my question for both you guys. How much in that bullpen do you need? And given the construction of bullpens now, how do you divvy it up in the sense of because we are now in now in the day of of the fireman floating yeah. guy that comes in and shuts things down having a viable closer so so is this construction just as simple as going out and spending huge on one guy who can come in in the ninth and close out games or are we talking about going and signing let's say two guys at pretty big prices yeah. to have the type of bullpen that can allow you to compete in the postseason. Well, to answer that question, I think you almost have to go, you have to pull it back a little bit and examine, okay, what do you have with your 12 pitching spots compared to the teams that you're trying to catch or compete with? And if you, if you look at it from sort of a macro perspective, especially in the playoffs, teams are viewing games, uh, they've got nine innings in a game, or they've got a certain amount of innings over the course of a seven-game series. And they're trying to keep the collective ERA or or runs allowed as low as possible. And so teams are deciding in the postseason with a lot of extra built-in rest days, 
if CC Sabathia gives us four and a third, like he did two starts ago, if he gives us four and a third against the Indians, and he's got nine strikeouts, okay, in the regular season, you'd ride that out as long as you could in that game because you're 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 trying to go you're trying to go 162 games and you got to you got to pace your relievers in certain spots. Um, but if your goal in that moment is to keep the runs prevented as low as possible, you cash out your chips after four and a third on CC Sabathia when there's a runner on base, yeah. and you bring in your flamethrowers to to just shut it all down. You can't be that aggressive over the six month regular season because you're going to flame out these relievers. They're all going to like you can't you can't be throwing Dave Roberts in two innings every night, obviously. But can you meet in the middle somewhere? Can you lean on your ace caliber starting pitchers? Treat your back end of the rotation guys more like twice or three times through the order, and if that's four innings, it's four innings, and then load up on these one to two to three inning flamethrowers and bridge the gap that way. I think we're getting away from, hey, well, he's our number five starter, and we're going to ride him until he throws 100 pitches or yep. gives up five runs. Right. I don't think that's optimal strategy anymore in 2017. Well, and then to get back to Judd's question, how many guys do you need to add to this mix to make it that for the Twins? It's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> it's a lot. You yeah. look at Houston's bullpen, and they are a long way away from that. But mm-hmm. I think that the that's why I talk about the caliber of pitcher. I'm not saying, like, go get Pat Neshek, and then there's another, like, guy who had a good season and – you know, then you like your bullpen because you've got another arm. To- you add Wade Davis, the game changes. You have fundamentally changed your bullpen. Now you slide everybody else down one. The responsibility drops a little bit. You also bump whoever the worst reliever is on that seven, eight man staff, whatever. You bump him out. He's gone. Or he's a depth guy now. He's pitching in Rochester. Or someone like him is pitching in Rochester and ready to come in. There's the interesting part about this conversation. So I think you add a Wade Davis type. And I think that you also either trade or sign another like second tier good reliever somebody who somebody who you would trust maybe even in the eighth inning um and I, obviously I'll have lists of all this stuff I don't want to throw out names prematurely um but there are there are a couple of things that I would address if I was the twins starting staff is is one of them but bullpen is maybe my biggest area of focus because I think you have the most to gain in that spot and the reason I say that's interesting is because I think you can go get trades or free agents and load up the bullpen, and then you still have your next wave of guys that you liked coming into this year. Now they're depth. Now it's if they make it, great, awesome. If Tyler J surfaces in the big leagues next year, great, that's gravy. But I'm not counting on Tyler J to be a seventh-inning guy. I'm yeah. not counting on him to be one of the lefties. I would go get multiple people. Count on a guy like Trevor Hildenberger. If you want to bring Matt Belisle or Brandon Kinsler back, that's fine. Not as the closer. They're just a guy in the bullpen. And then your Nick Birdies, your JT Shagwa, if he ever comes back, your uh, Tyler Jays. These names that you've been hearing for a while and that the Twins were sort of quietly optimistic about last season, that they'd bubble up and be something someday. Now suddenly those names, the Alan Buznitzes, they're competing for a spot in the bullpen. That's how you make a best bullpen to me. You take good relievers and don't necessarily count on them. You let them earn a spot in that bullpen. So go get Wade Davis is the that's my is the cry. That's yeah. my hot take. Spend the money. It's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, don't be cheap. Don't be cheap, poll ads. Oh, it's going to cost seventy million dollars, eighty million dollars. We're talking fifteen million a year if 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 the Araldis Chapman deal is, is setting Chapman, the, the tone there. Mark Melanson made a lot of money. I, I like Some what of these you're guys. thinking. This is good. I'm here to in spend fa- somebody else's money. That's in what fact, I'm doing. In fact, I think your phone is. 
ringing right now, and it might be Derek Falvey. Oh. Hey, Wetmore, I you want a job? Say it was maybe Jay Pola. He's going <laughs> right from Baseball Stop America scribes to uh, Baseball America editors to fifteen hundred ESPN. Boy, he jumped a few skips, <laughs> a few steps <laughs> on that job? ladder. You want a job? Uh, you can download and or subscribe to the Touch 'Em All Twins podcast on iTunes or pretty much anywhere you would find podcasts. And we also have a page devoted. 1500ESPN.com slash podcast and the brand new mobile app available right now for iPhone users. Uh, the Android version coming out soon.